Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So in a little while, I'm going to be doing a review of a podcast called The Good Guys. Um, So that'll be coming up. There's a couple good segments from that show that I wanted to share that had to do with diet culture. Uh, But first, uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can subscribe to my premium content, Craving More. That will allow you to get two additional episodes per month. Uh, Right now, you're listening to the free shows that you get twice a month. And if you become a subscriber, uh, you will get two additional episodes. Now, I am about to start a Patreon because I do want to offer different levels of subscriptions. So I want to actually have a lower tier. I want to have a mid tier. And then I want to have a VIP tier because sometimes I want to release bonus episodes. Sometimes I want to release video content. And I just want to do more and have just different levels of access. So I will be releasing and announcing that pretty soon. Um, I will be sending that out via email. Uh, and my website is up at thedietobsessed.com. So you can follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. You can check out my website. So I'm doing a lot more to grow this show. And if you want to support Uh, The best way to do that is rate, review, and subscribe. So so I wanted to get into some of my segments. And the first one is my mental health check-in. So this week has been a pretty good week. Um, I think I've, I've had some, some things come at me with my cannabis company that I, in the past, I would have like had a mental breakdown, (laughs) but I think I've just learned to handle things a little bit better. I think, you know, growing this separate brand of my podcast and having this separate business has given me just more things to focus on and something separate, uh, to, you know, separate, you know, business success in other ways. So, so I've had some ups and downs this week, but I've, I've really handled it well, which I'm pretty proud of myself. There's been some difficult conversations and, um, yeah, so, but but things have been pretty good. Uh, I did have, so I did get that raise, uh, with my other job. So that was exciting. Um, I had asked for a raise in like my first month on the job and they're like, uh, Veronica, you've, this is your first month. And I'm like, I know, but I deserve more money. And they're just like, no, you need to like be here a little bit and show us you're going to stay. And so I, I understood that. And so I had my six month review and uh, they actually gave me a little bit more than I was expecting, which was nice. It was a nice gesture. It wasn't a lot more, don't get me wrong, but just a little bit more is is good because um, it's just a good side hustle. But um, but right before that, I was I was actually considering cutting down to part time, just because it is it is exhausting to be doing that that full time job along with everything else I'm trying to focus on right now. Um, and it's just, it's just because it's a mentally draining job. You know, you're giving and giving and giving emotionally to people. I talk for like four to six hours straight sometimes. And at the end of the day, I'm just like depleted. Um, but I do like it. And so I'm going to really try to stick through the year full time and then cut down to part time next year. 
Uh, but I did want to share a little story from that job. And I, I won't mention any names, but it did have to do with diet culture. So I wanted to mention it on the show. So I was interviewing this girl who was like this beautiful, beautiful girl, young girl. She's in her 20s. And she had just gotten out of a relationship. And this this company is all about like relationships and stuff. So, you know, I, I interview people about, you know, relationships and, and emotional stuff like that. So uh, so I was, we finally got to the point where like, I could tell from the breakup that it, he had broken up with her, but she wasn't really divulging why, but that it was just sudden and unexpected. And, you know, she had been on track to marry this guy. They were shopping for rings and it just came out of nowhere. And so I was like, I finally asked her, I'm like, so what happened? Like, why, why did he break up with you? And she was like, she said, she's like, well, he told me that it was because I like there was trust issues and I was never going to fully trust him. She's like, but I thought we were working through some of the stuff. There had been some things in the past that had brought that up. She's like, but I thought we were working through it all, which is why I was surprised. And, and then she's like, I heard through the grapevine. She's like, I heard through a couple other people that he was telling people behind my back that he thought that I was going to get fat as I, as, as we got, after we got married and as we were together longer and that I didn't work out enough and I wasn't as active as I, as he thought I was and that I was just going to keep gaining weight and, and that wasn't going to work for him. And I was, I was shocked. My jaw literally dropped to the floor and I was like, wow. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, you definitely dodged a bullet there because this guy, A, sounds like a jerk and B, sounds like he has an eating disorder or is just a controlling, like superficial, judgmental person who um, probably isn't happy with himself. So uh, I just thought that was really just notable and worthy of discussing, but she is on her path to finding a better guy and a better fit for her and probably much more happiness than she would have ever experienced in that marriage. So anyway, just wanted to share that mental health check-in. Uh, my mental health is good this week and I hope yours is as well. All right, now for my anti-aging antics. So this week I finally got my Glow Pro micro needling roller. Uh, I talked about in the past I was considering this really expensive uh, professional grade micro needling with sculpture injections in my neck and in my lower face. And I decided to wait on that. I wanted to try this home kit first. So I ordered the Glow Pro Roller, and I also got the serum, the, um, I'm sorry, the nighttime retinol cream. And so I finally used it. And the, so you actually plug the roller in and it has this red light that's supposed to help with inflammation. And I have to say, I, I used it on my neck first, which is a much thinner area. Like the skin is much thinner and it it definitely like you can i mean it didn't hurt it it was definitely um you know you could feel it and it didn't feel good but it didn't hurt uh but it, you know it felt like it was going to work so and then i did my lower face and that wasn't as like you can definitely tell the the skin is thicker there so so i did that and then you do it basically for 60 seconds in all directions and then you apply the retinol cream and I'm going to start with doing it twice a week. They recommend it like 
two to three times a week. I mean, they do say that you could do it every day, but I don't want to do it every day. I want to do it like twice a week, then go up to three times a week. And I want to do it for like three to six months and see if I can tell the difference in, in like creepiness and see if my skin is better and, and tighter and thicker. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do with your neck. So um, it's supposed to like help boost your natural collagen. And so... And it's supposed to improve the texture of your skin too. So I will be reporting on this. All of those products are on my website, uh, thedietobsessed.com. So if you want to go check them out, they're there with links. Uh, but I will be kind of videoing this and sharing this, probably releasing some bonus episodes on my Patreon eventually. Um, but I just wanted to share that and I will be reporting on the results very soon. There was a little snippet that I found on Instagram this week that I wanted to talk about, and it was how uh, Melanie, oh, sorry, Melania, who is Teresa uh, Giudice's daughter. So anybody that watches Bravo, watches the New York, uh, New Jersey Housewives, uh, you'll know who Teresa Giudice is. Uh, for people that don't even watch it, probably know because she's in the pop culture and she has four beautiful daughters. The youngest was always a little bit on, you know, just, just a little bit on the heavier side. She was in a larger body than her sisters. And um, and apparently she ended up losing 40 pounds in middle school after hearing subtle hints that her sisters and her mom would say, like, they'd say things like, oh, you're going to have another ice cream? And so she said that she didn't feel pressure from anyone, but that she just kind of picked up on those hints and just decided to cut back on her food intake. And she just ended up losing 40 pounds. And she, I mean, she does look great. And I mean, obviously that's a lot of baby fat, right? Like you're just, you just around her and just have more fat when you're a kid. Um, and, and I don't know, I just think that that's, that's really natural to kind of lose weight as, as you, as you get a little bit older. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know how, how I feel about this necessarily. I mean, I think it's, if it's something that she wanted to do for her, great. If it's something that she was just able to cut back on some extra ice cream and, and do that for herself, fantastic. Um, this, this, <laughs> that can send other people into a straight on eating disorder, right? A lot of kids, if you say something to them in that really, um, sensitive time that can actually turn them in the opposite direction. So hopefully she just has a healthy relationship with food now and still eats her ice cream and has those delicious things, but just, you know, has more moderation and, and, but hopefully she, this hasn't given her an eating disorder anyway. So that was my diet culture media moment. Now, I wanted to create a special segment for the healthy habits that I instill throughout my week because I, I always do my tasty treats of the week segment, and that always talks about all the delicious indulgent things that I've had. And I know I always mention, you know, a lot of the healthy things that I've done, I think I usually just talk about them at the at the top of the show, but I, I wanted to create my own segment because, I mean, that's what this show is all about. It's all about finding the balance and enjoying the indulgent, delicious things, but then also making sure that you have, you know, healthy habits and movement and, and all of those things in place so that you live the healthiest, best life possible. So my healthy habit segment uh, was, I had, I had a good week. I think that I, 
went grocery shopping on Sunday and got a bunch of my, you know, frozen fruits and vegetables, frozen spinach. I ended up adding some frozen strawberries into my superfood smoothie and boy, did that make a difference in the sweetness level. And it really helps to balance out the tanginess of the Greek yogurt when I add Greek yogurt to it. Because I don't love yogurt. I just sometimes want to increase the protein level in it. And this way, this the sweetness of the strawberries was a really good balance for that yogurt. So, so I think I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I finished the rotisserie chicken. I had a ton of chicken. I just want I didn't want it to go to waste. So I ate a ton of chicken on Monday morning and was so full. Oh my God, it's amazing how full you are throughout the day if you start the morning with a ton of protein. So um, so did that. Made a little bit of uh, salmon. And I got a bunch of vegetables at the grocery store. I got a couple of asparagus heads because I do like I usually eat the salmon by itself, but I've been kind of getting kind of sick of that. So um, I, what I've been doing is uh, putting the whole, like a whole bunch of asparagus into the air fryer with a little bit of olive oil and some, like some garlic salt and parsley and just chopping up that into like a asparagus salad with uh, some salmon on top. And it's really good. So that was good and very filling. I also got some pea pods to change it up a little bit. My dog loves sharing those with me. My little little terrier, she's like obsessed with these pea pods. So every time I, she's like a Pavlovian dog. She just like, every time she hears the little crinkle of that bag, she comes running. It's so cute. Uh, so I, I had those, I had some leftover, um, cucumbers from the week before and some olives and a little bit of feta cheese and some, uh, some black olives. So I made a little salad with some red wine vinaigrette that I made with a little olive oil and some garlic, uh, and had some protein pasta, like some chickpea pasta. And that was good. That was satisfying. Um, let's see what else I got some rambutans. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Ram, rambutans. They're basically like lychees. They look scary. They look like furry little bugs. They're these round. If you've ever had a lychee, you'll know how delicious they are. They're super, super sweet. They're an Asian fruit. And, you know, this inside is is so, so sweet. They taste just like a lot lychee, but the outside is this hairy, I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram, but uh, it's worth, it's worth the trouble. It's, um, you know, you can peel it and you can, it's, it's really, uh, it's really delicious. So those were good, tasty dessert, you know, it was fruit that I used as a dessert this week. So that was good. Uh, I had a little dark chocolate when I was craving dark chocolate. So lots of whole foods this week, lots of movement. I've been working out basically every day and I've done the Legree, that really hard Pilates class twice in the past two weeks. So that always keeps me tight and toned. So, um, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, so those were my healthy habits that helped create the balance in my life. All right. My final segment before I get into the podcast review was my tasty treats of the week. So I typically record on a Thursday. So last, starting from last week, 
I, on Friday, I had dinner with my girlfriends and we tried out this new Italian restaurant that's not too far from me. It's called Picasso's and it was delicious. Uh, so I ended up getting, I was, I was debating between this linguine pasta with clam sauce and this short rib ravioli. I don't know. I've had this craving for red meat lately. So I, I, my friend got the clams and linguine dish. So, and I like, I like, they always come whole clams when you get a dish like that in a restaurant. I really like my dad's the way my dad used to chop up the clams. So, so I'm always a little bit, you know, not disappointed, but it's just not the way I, I prefer that dish. So I, I went with the short rib ravioli and oh my god it was so good i forgot to take a picture of it when it was first served to me which i hate it when i forget that uh but i ended up i i posted the ugliest picture of the leftovers that i brought home the leftovers were so good that i had to post a picture of it i had to memorialize the deliciousness of this dish so it was in a mushroom cream sauce and I thought the short rib was in the ravioli, but I feel like it was stuffed with mushroom too. And then I think, I think they put the short rib on top, but it also kind of was like a filet. I don't know. I don't know whether there was a filet mignon on top or whether that was the short rib. I don't know, but whatever I was served, <laughs> it was delicious. And so I brought home, I brought home most of it because I was we had shared a margarita pizza as an appetizer, which I love to do because I never want like a pizza when I go to a nice restaurant like that. I don't want the pizza as my main course, but I love it when my friends and I share it as an appetizer. So that was really good. And oh, I need to go back and get that dish again. It was so yummy. And then, oh, and then I did end up, Chad had gone to Chompy's to have breakfast with his dad. Chompy's is that Jewish bakery that's in restaurant that's right down the street from us. And it is, I love that place. And I have a weakness for this Napoleon. And so it's this, these layers of flakiness with custard in the middle and this delicious uh, white and chocolate like really sugary icing on top. The only issue is is when you want to take like a forkful of it, it's it's not easy. I mean, the the pastry does not just come off. You basically have to like rip it apart. So it's it's really difficult to eat, but it's worth it. It's it's oh, it's so good. The custard is thick and rich and sugary and mm, I love that. So I I did I did have some some processed sugar. I was like, I'm going to get this dessert. And, uh, and then I had, what else did I have that day? He got me a, a wrap from there, this Sammy's crunchy chicken wrap, which is my favorite thing that I get there. And what else? That was yummy on Sunday. And then I just made sure to like go out and get, uh, go out and get, um, the, like all my healthy food for the following week. One more thing I did want to mention, and I actually should have mentioned this under my healthy habits, because I do think that this type of food falls under that. I did get Prevail uh, Jerky that reached out to me, 
And it's this, uh, this like healthy kind of jerky. It's like all grass fed. It's gluten free. It's paleo. It's, it's got all this really good stuff. It's like grass fed beef. So the texture is really good. So the owner is a woman. She's a female led company. She reached out. She's like, Hey, she's like, I would love you to try these and, um, see what you think. And I'm like, sure. So she shipped me some and I tried them and they were really, really good. They were definitely, I, I need like that salty and sweet, salty, sweet. So she sent me all their flavors and I really liked the umami and the spicy. I didn't think I was going to like the lemongrass, but it was good. Uh, the turkey jerky was good. So um, if you want to try them, there's a 15% off coupon on uh, my Instagram. There's a picture I posted, a reel of the Prevail jerky. So if you want to see it, if you want to try it, you can get a discount through that coupon code. Um, so that sums up my tasty treats of the week. Okay, so let's get into the podcast review of Good Guys. Now, I had mentioned this on my last show of Craving More that I had recently discovered this Good Guys podcast. And I was so excited because as I was listening to just some episodes for just pure joy of listening to podcasts, because I love so many podcasts, um, you know, the hosts who are Ben Soffer, who goes by the Instagram handle Boy With No Job, and his his co-host Josh Peck who is he's a childhood star from Nickelodeon I was not I never watched his show it was like Drake and Josh or something so some of you who might be younger in this audience might might recognize that show Um, but Josh used to be uh, morbidly obese is what he calls it he was over 100 pounds overweight Ben has is somebody that's always fluctuated with his weight. So he's he said in his own words, he's lost 60 pounds like four or five four or five times. So he so you know me, for people that have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I especially love it when there's a guy that struggles with his weight or that talks about diet culture a lot, because there just aren't as many men that share the same struggles that us women do. Uh, that's why I talk about Jared Freed all the time, that comedian, and, and do a review whenever he's on a podcast. So um, so I was really excited because, because they have so much experience with losing weight themselves, struggling with their own weight, the little snippets of diet culture come into play. And they also love food just as much as I do. So they're food guys. So they talk the details about their food intake, which I love. Now, I'm now Ben is married to Claudia Oshry, who is the the host of uh, a podcast called The Toast with her sister. And I'm a toaster. I love that show. I do listen to it. Um, and Claudia is someone who I've hypothesized before on the show might be taking Ozempic. I don't know. She's friends with a bunch of people that take Ozempic. She's friends with Taylor Strecker, who I talk about all the time. She's friends with Margaret Josephs that takes Ozempic. And so I'm just like, and she's getting thinner, but anyway, I, I, whatever, you know, I don't know. You're not probably not supposed to hypothesize about who's taking Ozempic or not, but I, I can't help myself. And that's why I started this podcast. So this is a safe place to talk about these things. But anyway, Ben gives me the satisfaction that Claudia does not. Ben talks about food and his struggles and all this stuff. So that's why I really am, am kind of loving this, this show. So I, 
I had wanted to, I, one of these shows that I, that caught my eye was one entitled an Ozempic Super Bowl. So I, that caught my eye, obviously I'm like, oh, they're going to talk about Ozempic. So I I figured this whole episode, which is about an hour was going to be about Ozempic, but it didn't actually get into that until way down into it. And they call the this the show good guys because they are good guys. I mean, they they they're both married. They're loyal guys. They're you know you can tell they're they're like good people. Um, and I think <laughs> the more I listen to it, because I different people see the world differently, right? Every, we all have our own lens that we view the world, and so I just I like hearing different people's perspectives. And and both these guys I should mention are Jewish. And so, and they're, they're very Jewish, meaning like, I, I think Ben is a hundred percent Jewish and keeps kosher for, for, you know, a lot of his life. Um, and I don't know whether Josh is, but, you know, he talks about his Jewish mom and he does her voice. And so again, I, I love Jewish people. So I, I love hearing all the talk about all that stuff too. So, so anyway, so I, I was listening to this show and I've listened to a lot of them now. And as I've now Ben Ben is not like a Hollywood guy. Ben is a New Yorker, kind of you know down to earth. I think a lot more so than than Josh. I think Josh has a little bit of Hollywood douchiness, a little bit like some of the things he says, some of the things that comes out of his mouth. I'm like, hmm. I'm like the good. Th- the, it's good that Ben's there to kind of like ensure that they can keep this good guy's uh you know name for their for their show because like for an example <clears throat> as i was trying to review this ozempic titled one i'm like the first 40 minutes of it i'm just like what is this is not what i thought it was going to be and you know they started talking about different things about i don't know josh ended up talking about how he started sharing a story about louis ck and about like 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 he is a fan and and telling him how he basically supports the way that Louis C.K. doesn't take pictures with fans and and I'm I'm listening to this and I'm like is Josh like a fan like is he thinking that Louis C.K. is like this good guy and and Ben Ben made sure to say well we don't agree necessarily with what Louis C.K. has done to women in particular, he didn't say that, but he just said, well, we don't necessarily love what he's done, but, you know, and he, and he, he gave credence to what Josh was saying, basically, you know, agreeing that, oh, you know, it's good to set boundaries and with fans and, and that type of thing. But he also disagreed with him. He's like, well, those fans kind of got you to where you were. So I just like that, that Ben definitely, like you could tell was having the female support side and like, Hey, the reason why you even sell out stadiums is because your fans got you there. And oh, by the way, you did this horrible thing, these horrible things to women, like pulling your gross dick out in front of them and intimidating women that worked for you. And you deserve to be canceled, Louis C.K. Like, I was, I was I'm, I, again, I'm glad that Ben said what he said because I'm, I was getting fired up. But anyway, so they won me back by the end. And so let's see. So they ended up talking about, 
the they finally got to the Ozempic stuff. So this the when this episode aired, it was around the Super Bowl. So that's why they're talking about Super Bowl food. So they start talking about Ozempic, and Ben's like, he's like, I thought of this really great SNL skit. He's like the Church of Ozempic. He's like a cult where the recruiters go door to door, but they're only knocking on the door of morbidly obese people. And, you know, they, they, and they're encouraging them to, to take Ozempic. And Josh is like, I like anything to do with overweight people. They're my tribe. And Ben was like, I, I can joke about this because I myself am morbidly obese. He's like, we're great people. He's like, we go through trials and tribulations. Everything's a little harder for us. But hey, we end up pretty funny. And Josh is like, I also believe that we are salt of the earth people because there are a lot of people that have challenges and they can hide those challenges, but a weight struggle is definitely not one of them. And Ben's like, shout out to all of our fat listeners. We love you. We're, we're, we are you. Josh, Josh, Josh actually just pretends to be you. He's like, Josh is not fat at all. He's like, my arms go all the way around him, but I am your ally. I am here. I am you. And just a side note. So Josh has lost over a hundred pounds. So when you look at him, he's like a thin guy now, um, but you can tell he works hard at it. And, and he talks about it a lot of like some of the stuff that he has to do to, to maintain his, his weight loss. So again, another reason why I love Josh. Josh Peck. So then Josh says, I'm not an ally, but I, I'm a lookout. He's like, I'll alert that the enemy's coming. He's like, this pod, he's like, this podcast is going to air after the Super Bowl. He's like, so we should analyze the top 10 Super Bowl foods. He's like, do you want to guess the top five? And so Ben's like, Ben's trying to guess. He's like throwing out a bunch of ideas and he's getting them all wrong. And so Josh finds like number five is actually cheese and crackers. And Ben's get Ben's like, if someone served me cheese and crackers at a Super Bowl party, I'm leaving. That's lame. Josh is like, okay, he's like number four. Guess. Ben is trying to guess, getting it all wrong. He's like, number four is nachos. And then has a strong opinion about nachos. He's like, nachos is not a great sharing food which I, I, I disagree with that. It's actually a really good sharing food. He's like, it's not being, he's like, it's like being at a bowling party. He's like, you don't want to eat nachos, lick your fingers, put them back in a bowl. You need to order them alone. And Josh said, I think a guy who orders nachos alone is going to shoot up a bank. <laughs> and Ben's like, when do you eat nachos? And Josh is like at a sporting event, the movies. He's like, I love a good nacho. And of course, you know, if you're getting Mexican food, and Ben's like, I love that you said you eat them at the movies because he's like, that's an indicator that you were once very overweight. He's like, you can't hide the fatness anymore. He's like, only obese people order nachos at the movies. He's like, I've ordered these myself, those myself, with the gorgeous cheese sauce, liquidy, artificial. He's like, but no one under 300 pounds orders those. And Josh is like, it's a gem. But he's like, now I'm upset because... AMC just does these pre-packaged Dostitos bullshit, which is not as good. And Ben's like, I also love that cheese on my popcorn. Josh's like, fabulous. Now, have you ever used Tabasco on popcorn? Ben's like, no. And Josh is like, it's really good. But getting back to my Super Bowl food list, do you want to guess what number three is? Ben's like, sliders? 
And Josh is like, no, pizza, pizza came in at 35% of the vote. And Ben's like, I mean, I'll eat it, but it's lazy. He's like, who's going to host? He's host, who's hosting these parties? And Josh is like, do you want to guess number two? And Ben said, it better be a sub of some kind, like a long sandwich, like a 30 foot sandwich. And Josh is like, well, it's actually chicken wings. And Ben's like, well, duh. I mean, chicken wings has to be in there, but I thought that would have been number one. So is number one sandwiches? And Josh is like, it was not sandwiches, but go back to what you originally wanted to say. And Ben had been guessing, okay, that was, I I missed that part, but Ben had been guessing uh, spinach and artichoke dip at the beginning. And so Ben is like, spinach and artichoke dip? What is it, a fondue? He's like, who's bringing fondue to a Super Bowl party? And Josh is like, number one is chips and dip. He's like, he's like, people are getting, and, and, you know, his producer was getting passionate in the background. Everybody has these strong opinions of what should be at a Super Bowl party. And Ben's like, if I'm throwing a Super Bowl party and I tell you, don't eat for 24 hours, I'm putting out the goods and you come over and I have chips and dip, pizza, cheese and crackers, nachos and chicken wings. He's like, I think you'd be upset. And Josh is like, well, the quality, of course, would need to be there. He's like getting rid of all those things. He's like, if the wings and pizza are excellent, then I think I'd be happy. He's like, but this leads me to the critical question of if Ben Soffer were hosting a Super Bowl party, what would the perfect spread look like? And this is this is always exciting to me because I love I love food talk. And then Ben wanted Josh to go first. So so Josh is like, okay, so we would definitely do the spinach and artichoke dip, but we would have toasted pita points, fresh chips, and like they do at Hillstone, you know, you need a nice acidic salsa to break up the film of oil on your tongue. He's like, then some hot hors d'oeuvres, some like pigs in a blanket, some pizza, but but my own version, like, like I don't know, not pizza rolls, more shareable He's like, you know, we, we do want to be gluttons at an event like this, but you do need some balance. He's like, so you need like a high-end wing offering, you know, at least three different sauces, like a barbecue, a hot, you know, maybe a lemon pepper. And he's like in three beautiful salads, like high-end and yummy to break up all that decadence. You know, maybe a yummy pasta dish. And then, of course, you need a nice dessert spread and a Percocet. I don't know why he throws in the Percocet. I think that was supposed to be a joke, but a really weird joke about uh, opioids. So anyway, but I did like and enjoy all of his food talk. Uh, So then Ben's like, well, that sounds delicious. And he goes, no, Super Bowl party, you know, for me, he's like, is not complete without some sushi. He goes, so I get a nice spicy tuna roll, some salmon avocado, you know, the classics. He's like some spicy mayo, you know, just something to get the palate started. Then we would go into chips and dip. Same as you, spinach artichoke. It's one of the better dips. He's like, it's fantastic. And then he's like, I agree on the pita points, but I'm also bringing a beautiful fondue. Love a cheese fondue with a nice baguette. Sure, it's heavy, but people will leave your party going, wow, I just went to Ben's and he had a fondue maker. It, it also adds an element of like pizzazz. He's like, then of course, wings, couple offerings, 
I'd also do a bone, boneless wing, which is basically just a chicken tender covered in sauce. You know, maybe they shaped it differently, but I'm okay with that. You know, barbecue, buffalo, maybe a honey mustard with some blue cheese or ranch uh, dipping sauce. He's like, and then finally, we do need a big sandwich. Meat, cheese, gorgeous sub. If I was Italian, he's like, I'd eat all the pig products. He's like, I would eat an Italian sub with all the prosciutto and mortadella and mozzarella. He's like a big, gorgeous roll. Maybe a 30-footer. It's like on the Jewish side, of course, I'm getting I'm getting a big roll, but I'm adding pastrami and grilled onion, maybe some Russian dressing, some coleslaw, some pickles. Gorgeous. Now, that doesn't sound good to me, but I would have my own sandwich that I would make, but I do like the idea of a sandwich. Um, he's like, but then I'm with you on dessert, maybe a hot, warm, uh, warm hot fudge brownie, warm apple pie with a scoop of ice cream delicious. I would go to Ben's uh, Super Bowl party in a heartbeat. I would also go to Josh's. Uh, all that stuff would, would be good. I mean, we would disagree on the, the I wouldn't eat the san- that specific sandwich, but I might bring my own sandwich to share. Uh, my sandwich would have salami, maybe a little mustard, some pickle, some lettuce. I also like a veggie sandwich. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I do. Uh, so then that was just a side note. That wasn't in the podcast. Uh, so then Josh says, you know what you do? You go to the, this Italian bakery. He's like, you get the mini cannoli, the mini rainbow cookie, a mini eclair. He's like, we don't have any of those good Italian bakeries in LA like you do in New York. And Ben's like talking about some, you know, he's like, have you ever been to this Anthony and, and son's panini shop in Brooklyn? And he just goes on and on about how it's an amazing place and how they got him out of this bind on his last Super Bowl party. And um, and Josh is like, one day I want to come to New York and have an eating day with you with an Ozempic IV. Just fill it around on wheels. You roll it around on wheels. He's like, but I just want to be able to eat. I just want to I wanted to eat and I want to get rid of the bad stuff. And. Ben's like, well, that would be hard because it's supposed to be a suppressant, but he's like, they do have a good commercial, even without all this hype. Um, So what I, you know, what I took from that is, you know, Josh and Ben, they love each other, you know, and, and they fairly recent friends. I forget how they met. Uh, but I think just they they share this love of food. They share this passion for deliciousness and they've, both struggled with their weight and they've gone on weight loss journeys of their own. You know, Josh has been successful in maintaining it and he talks about, he brags about it quite a bit on his podcast, which is hilarious. Um, and Ben is somebody that, I don't know, again, I, I thought that maybe in this episode he would admit to taking Ozempic because I feel like potentially him and Claudia might be, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they didn't really, he didn't mention it. So So then I did, because there was only that short snippet from that podcast, which I figured I'd have like a whole hour of content about Ozempic from that and and an admission, but um, I, I ended up going back to this one that I had written down because there were just gold nuggets in this specific podcast. So this was one, uh, it was a, a an earlier one, and it was entitled Live from New York. 
Okay, so in this episode, and and where they start talking about my favorite topic of diet culture, started around like the 15 minute mark, 15 or 16 minute mark. And Josh starts talking about how his mom, you know, used to go on all these fad diets, and how she went on this rice diet. He's like, it was just like a bowl of rice that was medically supervised. He's like, I'm like, Mom, he's like, you're paying for this, and you're just eating a bowl of rice. And Ben's like, I love talking about fad diets. He's like, they're hysterical. My parents have done all of them. And Josh is like, so is my mom. You know, she did a medically supervised milkshake diet from UCLA, which was basically just protein powder and water. He's like, she's the greatest woman. And he's like, food for us has always been this like terroristic you know, part of our lives. And he goes, I remember she used to see a nutritionist. And he's like, I, I, she did lose weight with this nutritionist. He's like, but I just remembered, you know, how obsessed she became with the food plan and just the rituals that were involved with it. You know, she became this person and he starts imitating his mom's, you know, voice. He, she's like, I can have a bagel now. I just scoop it out. She's like, I can go to New Jersey Mike's. I just scoop it out. And Ben's dying laughing. He's like, she would eat sugar-free peppermint patties. And she ended up losing too much weight and ended up getting lightheaded and was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he's like, so what What fad diets did your parents do? And he's like, my dad did those shake diets too. He actually lost 100 pounds. And Josh was like, oh, so he had quite a bit of weight to lose, huh? And Ben was like, oh, yeah. He's a gorgeous man. He's now down about 40. So he's fluctuated. You know, he's been big. He's been small. He's been big. He's been small. Uh, and but yes, the, the powder diets. He's like then Atkins was always popular in my house. And which, of course, then, you know, just metamorphosized into keto. He's which is basically the same thing. And Josh is like, oh, yeah, right. Dr. Atkins was all about those, you know, low to no carbs, get into ketosis, you know, go get those strings, uh, those strips and pee on them to make sure you're in ketosis. And and Ben's like, you know, it's the best diet if you live in America. People claim gluten intolerance left and right. And at least 50% of them, or, or maybe just a lot of them anyway, he's like, are actually just allergic to the pesticides in our wheat. He goes, because then they go to Italy they eat gluten and they're fine. He's like the laws in Europe. And actually, I, I think I said pesticides, but I meant preservatives. He goes, they don't allow the same levels of preservatives in their flour. So their citizens can just digest better. He's like, in this country, they just put too much crap in everything. He's like, with Atkins, you know, you eat the lug of a cow, no problem. You'll be full. You'll be good. He goes, we should be, we should all be like really just you know, sorry. He's like, we should just all be like you. He goes, you just drink black coffee in the morning until like what, 2 p.m.? Is that what you do? He goes, oh no. He's like, wait, you eat in the morning and then stop early, right? And Josh is like, yeah, I stop eating at 3 p.m. on a good day. He goes, the freedom is amazing. And when he's, side note, when he said he stops eating at 3 p.m., I'm like, that is, that is, that's, that's different. Like, do you go to bed at like, six. I mean, it's just, it's, it is, it is a really early cause then do not have dinner with your family. So, so Ben's like, I do the opposite. He goes, I don't really eat until 1 PM. And 
And Josh is like, I get into bed at 11. He goes, and I feel like I've been through a siege. He's like, I just need to get my rest. He's like, no night terrors except from the antidepressants, which I can't get away from those. He goes, then I get to wake up in the morning and treat myself. He's like, I have a bowl of honey nut, half half honey nut Cheerios, half grape nuts, maybe do a milk alternative and get crazy. He goes, I sometimes use a prepackaged protein shake in my cereal. He's like, it's basically just like protein milk. He goes, and you feel like you're having lucky charms. It's delicious. And Ben's like, if I don't eat till 1 p.m., he goes, I feel like my brain works better. But he's like, you need to put on a show for the kids so you don't let them think that you're anorexic. And Josh is like, my son is always trying to get me to try things. He'd be like, dad, try this. And I'm like, son, you're a bit of a pusher, aren't you? He goes, I'm, I'm trying to enter my fasting phase here. So just joking around about, but you know, you can tell through the stuff that Josh says that he really has his like structure and, you know, he doesn't want to get thrown off, which again, I don't know how you have kids and don't eat something with them at night. It's just, it's interesting. But um, so they they come back from break and Ben says, speaking of ketosis and eating a cow leg, he goes, I have a Woody and Nuts. So they have this segment, Woody and Nuts. It's an awesome segment. It's basically like when when things happen that are like crazy, you're like, Woody and Nuts. So like I, I, I think that all the time about some of the things that our partner say, says to us. I'm like, Woody and Nuts. Why are you saying that to us? Um, so, so he talks about, now I love Ben's stories. Ben is always talking about food and the cost of the food and he gets outraged, which again is, is, is basically me. I mean, you know how I talk about how much things cost all the time. It's not necessarily appropriate, but I do it anyway. Ben is that same person. So I love, love, love when he talks like stuff like this. So he goes, so Ben's like, speaking of ketosis and eating a cow leg, he goes, I got a what are you nuts for you? He goes, I went to Hawthorne Steakhouse and a waitress comes over and says, he goes, I went with a couple other people. He goes, boys, do we have a treat for you? We have one 42 ounce porterhouse left and it's still available. Would you like me to put it aside for you? And so, you know, Ben has to decide on whether to break being kosher to eat this steak because it's not a kosher steak. And so he decided it was worth it. He's like, he's like, I went non-kosher for it. He goes, she brings it to the table. And he's like, it was at least 50% bone. What are you, nuts? Josh is like, that's insane. He goes, the fact that they weigh the porterhouse with the bone and you have no understanding of how much that bone weighs before you put that order in is criminal. He goes, and they're doing it all over America. He's like, what if there's a 34 ounce porterhouse and the bone is 24 ounces and you're supposed to pay per ounce of meat? He goes, that's 10 ounces. He goes, and you can't order a 10 ounce filet because then it's been sitting there off the bone and losing all of its juice. Um... Just a side note on this. I I I love a fillet. I think the fillet is juicy. You don't have I mean there's something and and if if you're vegan, you're probably or vegetarian, you're probably going to want to switch the the discussion the channel right now or not listen to this this part because it's talking about animal stuff and and meat. But I've never been one to to lo- love being served meat with a bone in it. I just 
you know, it's just a little too close to reminding you that you are eating a carcass and that, and I don't know, it's just, I, I never liked all the fattiness on, like, I know some people love steak fat. My dad literally used to eat my steak fat. It was gross. But like, by the time you slice all that fat off and, and then the bone, like literally you're left with like a bite of meat. So I totally understand what Ben's saying here, but I disagree with him. The filet, I always get the filet. That is my choice. I, I like no fat. I like very lean meat. I don't want to deal with a bone. And you know, you're not going to like bite into like a chunk of fat or gristle and have that gross texture in your mouth. Um, so, and, and so he's outraged at the price of this, of this meat and basically being charged for something that's 42 ounces when actually you're only eating a very, like maybe 20 ounces of meat or 10 ounces of meat, you know? So, and it just reminded me of this Taylor Strecker story where they, like this waitress came over and asked if they wanted truffle shaved on their pasta and they're like, sure. But they didn't tell them that like each slice of truffle was like $100. I mean, the pasta ended up being like this $500 dish. And they're like, you need to tell somebody how much this costs before just coming over like it's Parmesan cheese. So it's it's crazy what things can cost at, at specific restaurants. But so Josh is like, I'm not a big fan of these big tomahawks. He's like, when the bone comes in there, he's like, you can't even cook it right. He's like, it's just a flex. He's like, he's like, it's like the Salt Bay restaurant. Have you ever been there? And Ben starts going, don't go, don't go, don't go. And Ben's like, Josh is like, I'm not going to. He's like, I need to pay for college. He goes, I can't spend $800 on a steak. He goes, I hear they're not even doing well. And Ben's like, don't go. He goes, I went there with my brother-in-law and Pete Alonzo from the Mets. He goes, we went in Miami and holy shit. He goes, it's the most expensive restaurant I've ever been in in my life. He goes, literally the steaks were $600. And Josh is like, that is insanity. And Ben's like, they taste like nothing special. He goes, it's $600 and you can get the same thing anywhere else. And Josh is like, that doesn't sit well with me. And and Ben's like, and they tell you that they fly in baklava from Turkey like every 24 hours. Lies! He gets all passionate about it. And Josh is like, stop it. He goes, that's impossible. And Ben's like, every 24 hours you fly in baklava? He goes, I want an audit. He's like, if the Turkish customs board, he's like, I want to see the Turkish customs board to see the log. He goes, give me a break. You're flying in this baklava every 24 hours. And he's just so, you know, heated talking about this. It's so funny. And Josh is like, I've never seen you this passionate. He's like, I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> and um, I, I agree. I'm just like, I like, I love this, this food talk. And it's, it's just, it's funny. Like the, the passion involved just this, this is why I love this podcast and I'll continue to, to listen and continue to review. He goes, dude, he's like, I get my, my baklava from a Lebanese place and it's made right down the street. It's great. He's like, it doesn't need to be shipped in. He goes, that's the thing I, that's crazy about these expensive restaurants like Salt Bay. He goes, and the owner is like this little squeak, this little tiny guy. He's like, when you see him, I'm like, what are we shooting an episode of Little People, Big World? Or is this Salt Bay? He goes, he's just so small and so cute. He goes, and I was thinking the other day about height. And he's like, this is how my brain works. And 
and then they go off into a tangent about hiatus and 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 the the conversation about food ends, which is where I end up tuning out, of course, because that's where my interest pretty much ends. I mean, sometimes I'll stay and listen because Josh has some interesting stories about Hollywood, or sometimes they will talk about other topics that I'm interested in. But it's mainly I I tune in mainly for like the food, the diet culture talk, the um, the funny stories that they share, and um, and then of course you know Josh was kind of veering off into a mean little pathway about short people, which was I don't know. Was, Josh has a little side to him that you know Ben needs to round out to ensure they stay good guys. But um, but anyway, I do like both of them, and they have a really entertaining podcast. So go check that out. Uh, I did end up googling Salt Bay after I and I wasn't sure how to spell it. It was spelled S A L T, but then B A E. I had spelled it B A Y, but it, it did pop up. And it's actually closed. So when Josh said they weren't doing well, I mean, nobody wants to go to a restaurant like that and pay six. Can you imagine? Has Have any of you ever been to a restaurant that charges $600 for a steak? No. I, I mean, I just wouldn't go. I mean, I've been to Nobu in Malibu. That was crazy expensive, but not like, not like, oh my God, I this is like my mortgage payment, you know? And you're on the ocean in Malibu and the f- the fish is so fresh and the sauces are incredible. It, it is worth, I think, going and, and having a delectable meal at a Nobu every once in a while and splurging. But a, but a, a meal like this, you just feel stupid if you're, if you're going to spend that kind of money. Um, the only, I, I think the only thing that I can, you know, I, I did tell a story in a past podcast about, how I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel with my sister and they brought us like bad wine bottle after bad wine bottle that had turned. And then, and I asked them before I ordered this, like, like almost $200 pasta that was supposed to have truffles. I'm like, okay, is this homemade pasta? They said it was, guess what? It was not. And it was like a fake butter sauce. It wasn't even real butter. It was, it was like an Applebee's butter. So anyway, you know, I, I love, I love a a good dining, bougie dining experience. I will spend good amounts of money on nice dining experiences, but a place like that, hell no, I would never go to a restaurant like that. That's just absurd. So, you know, it's closed for a reason. But anyway, so Good Guys is uh, put out by Dear Mita Studio. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts, so go check it out. It's really good if you like to laugh and you like that food talk and diet culture talk. I'm sure I'll be doing another review. Uh, Next week, I will be reviewing. I got a recommendation from a listener, so I probably will go and check that new podcast out and and be doing that. Next week will be an episode of Craving More. So if you're enjoying this content, go ahead and click that subscribe button and you'll get two additional episodes. Uh, Please go and leave a review for this podcast. Leave some stars, leave a comment wherever you listen to podcasts. That's basically like tipping us. Um, So it means a lot to us. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, You can check out my website, dietobsessed.com. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.